people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio. My name is Kelly Russell, and I will serve as your host today. Our guest today is creator, writer, and poet, Danelle Biggs. Danelle's falling in love with writing was not intentional. It was developed and evolved over time. She has always loved words and the way one particular word can describe an accumulation of feelings. Poetry is her preferred mode of writing because it helps to enact feeling and enlivens experiences. Her work tends to focus on the emotions, spirits, and modes of self and others invoked by various circumstances. Although she didn't set out to become a poet, there was a time in her life when she needed to escape the reality of being abused in past relationships. At the time, she was not ready to discuss her issues, so she decided to write what she felt. To her surprise, the more she wrote, the more she enjoyed expressing herself with written words. As her writing developed and others began to review her work, certain descriptions started to emerge as well as a pattern. Her influences are first and foremost everything she sees, feels, and experiences. However, she's always been interested in the rich and robust history of African diaspora. It's in her. It grabs her. It is her. Her influences are first and foremost everything she sees, feels, and experiences. However, however, she's always been interested. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Up to this point in her writing, she's been involved in multiple intimate writing sessions, participated in Cave Canem's 2013 Pittsburgh Workshop, a feature poet at the 2013 Softer Side Seminar, and had a poem published on the online magazine For Harriet in July 2014. A feature poet in the United for Charleston Vigil, and has, a comp- has completed a collection of poetry entitled The Unspoken, A Better Life from Lessons Learned, published May 14th of 2015. Danelle D. Biggs currently resides in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where she's raising her creative, big-hearted, artsy, dance, and music-loving daughter. Danelle, are you with us today? I am. Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking the time to join us, and uh, thank you again for your time and hospitality. Uh, Let's get this started. What inspired you to write your first book? Um, Well, I have been writing for a while, And I thought it was time for me to open myself up to the world. Um, I was once extremely closed off and guarded and just afraid to let the real me shine. So, you know, with growth and wisdom, I learned that it was just okay to be myself. And, you know, I know that everyone goes through a multitude of issues and problems, and um, you never know who you might inspire with your story. So I decided it was time to be transparent and just to put my life on display through my collection of poetry. Um, So... That's what kind of inspired me to write my first book. I wanted just to be able to help others. I want to touch on a point you said uh, about the point letting you shine. Uh, just expand on that because of the whole thing of growth that I think we experience in our lives where we at times encounter fear. And we have right. to get past our fear, that false evidence appearing real, in order to grow. So talk about how you got past that fear in order to help you grow. Um. 
just with a lot of prayer um, and just a lot of talking to other people. You know, once um, you begin to open up and talk to other people, you realize that there are so many other people that have the same experiences um, that you have. And, you know, I've been through quite a lot in my life. And, you know, just just pushing forward and, and, and um, like I said, with, with a lot of prayer, I uh, I just begin to open up. And um, it also comes with, you know, growth and wisdom. As you grow older, um, you learn a lot. And you're able to kind of help others throughout your journey. So just the combination of talking to others, prayer, um, and gaining that wisdom as I mature help me push through. All right. There's nothing wrong with that. I think at all points sometime in our life, regardless of uh, individual re- re- religious affiliation, the, the deeper religious, or I should say the better way to put it is the deeper, more religious believing belief you have in yourself or in uh, an entity, I believe in God. So I, I truly believe in the power of prayer and how that can help help you deal with and get through some things and get over some things and just help you experience a better you. So I, I Absolutely. That point. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I want it to be like, amen. How did you come up with the title of your book? Um, the title came about um, because I was writing about my life and the situations I had been in, um, but my poems didn't have a voice because I wasn't sharing them. So um, that's where the unspoken portion of the title um, came about. The um, second part, A Better Life from Lessons Learned, um, to me it's pretty much explanatory. Um, it says that I'm a better person because of my experiences and am able to talk to others about what I've been through. And now when you talk with others, how um, how are they? How receptive are you? Like what type of groups or individuals do you talk to, like women's groups or, you know? You know, um, up to this point in my life, it's pretty much been just, like, one-off conversations. So, like, conversations with my friends or um, conversations with um, friends of family or people I've gone to church with, um, people I've known for a very long time but had no idea that they've gone through some of the experiences that I've gone through. Um, so, I mean, it hasn't been uh, really like women's groups, or it's just, you know, just one-off conversations that I've had with other individuals. Okay. And sometimes those one-on-one interactions can be some of the more powerful conversations that right. people speak to a group because you get more of a time to develop a, a deeper connection with that individual. Exactly. Well. Exactly. Question. If you had to do it all over again, what would you cha- would you change anything in your latest book? Um. You know, actually, I wouldn't. Um, I believe that things happen as they should as far as timing is concerned. Um, My book was released at a time when I was absolutely ready to reveal myself, my true self, and all of my experiences. Um, As far as the content in the book, I would also keep it the same uh, because I believe in authenticity, and I try to be as genuine and real as possible um, in my book and through my poetry. So I wouldn't change a thing. All right. Now you said the book was released at a time where you were ready to reveal your true self. What led you up to that? Um, just life, 
life in general. Um, you know, I've never been more happy than I am now. Um, n- not to say that I don't have off days or off weeks, but mm-hmm. in general, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with life. Um, but you know, there was a point where I wasn't, and I was a totally different person than I am now. Um, like I said before, I was guarded. I was very closed off. Um, I didn't express myself, and when I did, I didn't do it the right way. <laughs> so just um, through growth and maturity and, you know, listening to people give me feedback about my personality and what they think I should do and how I should handle certain situations, it's just, you know, it was a process. All right. Now you talked about how you're happy with life and you are at a point where you are somewhat feeling like you may have touched on the point uh some of the points I'm about to ask in this question I'm about to ask. But what helped you bring you out of that deepest pit of your life? God. Um just trusting and believing that um everything would be okay. Um and you know, my daughter also helped a lot. Um I had my daughter when I was thirty one um and you know after i had my daughter i went through a series of events um i got divorced i lost my job um there was a time where she um was sick for a while so it was just like it was just like a trickle down effect all at once and at that particular time i was just like i don't think i could take anymore and all i could do was just pray just pray pray for god to bring me out of that situation, and he did. And, you know, now that I look back, I just smile and laugh because it was a lot at the time, but um, if it was to happen all over again, I think that I would handle it differently um, and I would be able to look at what I was going through as a blessing, you know, and, and to be able to learn from what I was going through. I like how you say that point because we all come with the uh, through life. Life happens, right? And uh, we all go through trials and tribulations, and, and it's like the whole philosophy: well, is your your glass half full, or is your glass half empty? Right. It's the question is how, like, when something happens to you, you can be like, oh man, this is horrible, or you can look at it as okay. Uh, I don't understand what's going on right now. I'm a little uncomfortable, but I'm gonna get through this pain. I'm gonna get through this struggle. And eventually, you know, it will subside. It might take it. The pain might take a day, a minute, or an hour, or even right. a year. But, yep. but it will subside. And, and going back, that's why I believe uh, faith is one of the best things that, <clears throat> excuse me, an individual can have to help pull them through the times of struggle, to help pull you through the t- times of sorrow and sadness and sorrow, because we all know it's going to happen. You know, we, we, you not we, we talked last week. We were supposed to do this interview last week, and my mother-in-law passed away, and I was extremely grateful that you understood what was going on. We just need to push it back a week. Right. So, you know, that's when, while we're going through life, the unfortunate thing is that life happens. And it's just it a happens. Question of, right. How, how are you, you going to deal with that? Right. It, I thought you were going to expand on that a little bit more. <laughs> um, well, life does happen. Um, and you're right. You can look at it as either your glass empty or your glass full. Now, when I was in my early 30s, I looked at life as my glass is half empty. But now I look at it as my glass um, is half full. You know, um, my daughter, like I said, she, she helps me through a lot. She's only seven, 
and she doesn't know that she helps me through a lot, but she's very, very positive, and um, she helps to keep me grounded. And I know that I have a responsibility to take care of her. So I know that when I'm down, she can tell that I'm down. And so I have to get myself together um, and not, not even really put on a front, but, you know, I talk to her. I talk to her about what's going on in my life so that she can be prepared when things happen and she'll know how to deal with it. So she helps me kind of get through, you know, transitions that happen in my life and and um, she understands that life happens. You know, everything's not going to always go as you plan for it because you're not in charge. Right. Oh, that is so true. That is, that is so true. Um, I want to get back to the book for a second here. What was the hardest part of writing your book? Um, you know, the, the hardest part of writing my book was actually stopping myself from continuous editing. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm infamous for reading my poetry and seeing seeing something that can be changed and then like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I need to change this, I need to change that. But, you know, as an artist slash writer, that's what we do. You know, we're our worst critics. I can't even go back and do my book today and see something like, oh, I could change this whole poem. But I just had to force myself to put my pen and paper down and just say I'm done. And it's funny because when you said continuous editing, that's why I, like, started to laugh. Like, I know for myself it could be something as simple as sending an email. Right. To somebody <laughs> like, okay, you you start wordsmithing it. Like, you seriously need a red pen to, like, correct every little thing. Like, okay, let me make this a little more plain. And then, okay, let me – I can make this point. I can take it. This is a little too wordy. Let me just get to the point here. And it's right. Like, okay, you go over it once. Make sure everything is grammatically correct. And it's like, okay, you know something, just hit send. Just hit send. <laughs> right. And, and the funny thing is with you being a writer, I remember watching a TV show one time. And uh, I'll just say the name. It was Mike and Molly. And mm-hmm. Molly was writing her book. And she just kept talking about how it needed to be edited, needed to be edited. And, you know, her husband, Mike, happens like, you know something, forget this. And he just hit send. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have... Uh... I have a friend, um, it's like, Danelle, just please, just stop. It's fine. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have to be forced at times just to leave it as it is and move right. on to something else. Right, let it go. And I think that's the problem with us as individuals sometimes. We we overanalyze our stuff to where it's, it's not that deep. It's, it, right. It's cool. You, right. You've done it. <laughs> you looked over it. It's fine. Just hit send. Right. <laughs> I, I can agree with you with the part with uh, continuous editing because uh, that that can hold things up. Uh, who inspires you? Um, I'm inspired by a lot. Um, there's not one particular person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm inspired by my family, um, my friends. Um, I can be inspired by something as small as a flower, a bird that I see, um, music. Music inspires me a lot. Um, and just, you know, every just my surroundings. My surroundings inspire me. Um, everything I see, um, hear, feel, I'm inspired by a lot, quite a lot. Okay. Now, it's funny you say music inspires you. I happen to look at your YouTube channel, and I saw 
saw you were doing some poetry in the church, and you were also singing as well. <laughs> so, very nice voice. Thank so you. So, who are some of the artists that, like, since you said music, what are some of the artists within their lyrics that really inspire you or help you to, or when you hear them, you're like, I can relate to that. I've been through that. And, so you know like, who I love? I did write a poem. Yeah. So, who do you? I know? love Jill Scott. Um, okay. I love Jill Scott. I love Donnie Hathaway. Um, I like a lot of older artists, Nina Simone, um, Billie Holiday. So, you know, I, I, my my music tastes are, are very, very wide. I love all types of music. But um, I think Jill Scott, she might be one of my faves. Okay. Nothing is wrong with that. I happen to like Jill Scott. No, <laughs> one of my favorite songs from her is So Blessed. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. So not only who inspires you, but, like, what gives you inspiration in regards to, like, what books are you reading, you know, maybe CDs you're listening to, or maybe even YouTube videos uh, that you watch and listen to to help uh, inspire you or give you inspiration for your day? Um, you know, one of my favorite books is The Alchemist um, by uh, Paolo, pa- I can never say his name right, um, pa- Paolo Coelho. Um that that book is um I've read the book probably six times. <laughs> um and the book just gives me inspiration because it inspires to just be your true self. Um to go back to the root of what you love. Um and that book is it, it's just powerful and if you know you haven't read it, um I would just encourage you to, to get it and read it and, you know, analyze the book. Um I also I like Kimberla Lawson Roby. Um she's a very, very good writer. All her books are extremely written um well. Every time I get a book of hers I read it in a day. <laughs> oh. And she had she has probably she has a, a slew of books. Um there's there's a lot of a lot of different writers that inspire me, but I, I would say by far the alchemist is my favorite. about uh, CDs that you might listen to or any uh, YouTube videos that you watch for inspiration as well? Um, I don't I, I don't watch YouTube videos as much, um, but as far as CDs, um, I would say Jill Scott. Um, her last CD, um, I can't remember the name of it, but the last one, well, she had a CD that came out yesterday, but the one before that, um, that CD actually gave me a lot of inspiration. Um, as far as um, writing is concerned, um, helping me kind of tap into my creativity as being a woman, um, and kind of you know bringing that out and you know let me express myself. Okay, if you were talking to a young person, let's say a teenager, who wanted to go into writing and poetry, uh, what advice? Voice, uh, what advice would you give them? <laughs> to help them uh, to get on the path of becoming a poet or a writer? Um, I would just tell them just to keep writing. Um, Writing can help you get through many, many experiences, especially if you're not ready to, you know, uh, voice those experiences. Um, I would tell them to keep writing and don't stop writing. Um, And when you write, don't hold anything back. 
just to pour all of your feelings and emotions on that page um, until you feel a release. And then when you're ready to um, present that, present your writing to the world, then you go ahead and do so. Nobody can tell you when to do it or how to do it. It's all up to you. I like that. Keep writing and don't stop. And when you're ready to present it, you go ahead and present. It's like one of those things. Um, uh, one of my favorite speakers I like to listen to is Les Brown. And he's like, I'm going to talk about leap and grow your wings on the way down. So I like how you say when you're ready to release it, just go ahead and release it. Right. You'll learn from it right then and there. Let's talk about some of the events uh, that you've been involved with uh, here in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, there were the Cave Canem's workshop, and then see, you were also a featured poet at the Softer Side seminar. Uh, how did that? How did you get involved with the, those activities? Um, well, the Cave Canem workshop um, was actually brought to my attention. Say it again. I just say I completely butchered that. Oh, name. that's okay. <laughs> Um, the Cave Conum workshop was brought to my attention by a friend. And, um, you know, all I did was uh, submitted pieces of my work, and um, they reviewed it, and I was accepted. And, you know, that workshop actually changed uh, my writing career. Um, Before I went to that workshop, I was so afraid to share my work because (laughs) I was afraid that nobody would like it. Um, I was afraid of the criticism that I would receive from my work, but, you know, it changed my whole perspective on writing. Um, in the workshop, you know, we were, we actually critiqued each other's work. Um, I received very, very good feedback. I made um, lifelong friends. So that was a turning point in my writing career. And one of the, uh, one of the students in that particular class is um, – the owner of Softer Side Seminars. So she invited me to come and be a featured poet during her seminar um, that same year. Um, I've also been involved, and in, I was involved in the United for Charleston Vigil uh, earlier. I think it was last month, month before last. Um, and um, South Carolina shootings, correct? Yes, yeah. yes. So um, I was a featured poet um at that actual visual, um, I was a featured poet at Macedonia's Community Day this uh, this month, and I have a lot of um, a few upcoming um, events um, this month, next month, um, next year. So I'm looking forward to all of them. Somebody wanted to uh, uh, get you as a speaker. How would they go about contacting you? Like, give out your contact information, your website. You know, your, um, my website is DanelleDBiggs dot com, and um, spell my name D E N E L E D B I G G S dot com. Um, I can be reached via email at info at DanelleDBiggs dot com. And I'm also I also have a social media presence. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, YouTube, and it's all Danelle D. Biggs. See, if I was smart, I would have told you.
you, knowing you, if you're a writer, I'm sure you've got something. Do you have a, a small piece of poetry you could grace our listening audience with by chance? Um, I can. going to do something called the healing process. I look to the future and expect happiness. Love will greet me with open arms and wrap me tight in its midst. My life will be complete as I journey to learn myself again and love the miracle that has been granted to me. Family and friends will be there to depend on. I will not move forward with nervousness in my heart, but with an outlook of of expectancy and openness. God will direct my path and guide me to make sensible, responsible decisions about my life. I will love me because I cannot love others without loving me first. I thank him for waking me up and helping me to realize that I need to move on. There are better roads ahead and I look forward to all that is for me. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. I was about to say, one of the most powerful lines I took out of there was, I will love me because I can't love me without, I can't love others without loving me. And I think that's so true in our lives, especially, you know, we all come through these times of negativity or, you know, people look in the mirror and you might not necessarily be happy with what you see but if you really want to and you get the right mental attitude you can change what you see in that mirror and you can fix your life it all starts with a simple thought i'm a firm believer like they say whatever the mind can conceive and believe the mind can achieve right uh, one of the first things you have to do is you have to love yourself first if you You have to love somebody love somebody else so so i you know i think about it I think about it as if I don't love me, who else is going to love myself? You know what I mean? I have to love me for anyone else to uh, even think about loving me. Um, You know, love is very, very powerful. And um, you can't love others without loving yourself. Like you said, regardless of what you see in the mirror, you you don't have to like yourself, but... You need to love yourself. Love everything that that comes with you. All the baggage, all the negativity, the positivity, you know, just love everything about you. And, you know, all that other stuff you can work on. Right, right. And I used to I have a saying times if I can't, and it's a funny statement in regards, like, if I can't laugh at myself, who can I laugh at? So right. <laughs> take that whole, if I, will, if I can't love myself, how can I love others? So um, I am with you there. I know I asked you about the book. Was it self-published, or did you work with a published company on that, or how did you go about doing that? I worked with a publishing company. Um, I worked with Super Pullins Publishing. Um, I have a friend. Uh, we've been friends for over 25 years. He's a uh, part owner of the publishing company and has helped me Tremendously with um, this book. So, yes, I worked with a publisher. Um, 
I'm I'm the type of person that I just want to write. I don't want to get into all of the details with publishing. I mean, I want to know what's going on, but I don't want to do it myself. So I just want to write, so I let them handle it. Um, um, and kind of, you know, gave my input on my book, um, how I wanted it to be formatted, uh, what I wanted the cover to look like, the back cover. But other than that, I let them handle everything. Regards to uh, granted, I know you had the friend there, but uh, what could you say was probably outside of that the, the hardest challenge in regards to dealing with the publishing company? Just entrusting them with my work. Um, you know, this is very, very, very uh, dear to my heart um, because in my collection of poetry. I'm very, very transparent. So I didn't want anything to be changed. I wanted um, my book to be laid out as I had sent to them. Um, so, you know, it, it's hard a lot of – well, I've, I figured it out, um, but it's hard working with a creative um, because we have specific ideas that we have for our book, and sometimes sometimes – it's not what the publisher is, is, is envisioning, but right. as an artist, you have to stand your ground and be true to your work and yourself and um, let them know, hey, this is what I want, and I need you guys to figure out, you know, how to make that happen. So, um, yeah, the hardest hardest part was entrusting them fully with my work and, and uh, having faith that it would come out the way I wanted it to. Somewhat of a letting go, just a little bit, and just right. that, yeah, just letting go, and like I've done the work, at least I've done the writing, I should say, and it's your guys, it's uh, your job to assemble this. But, um, right, I trust you. But I'm just, you were just a little uncomfortable because you <laughs> right, you know, as an artist, you know, you want to be be in control. I want to be in right. control of my work, and I, I did. I had to let go and, and trust that everything would be okay. Just not as an art, but that's one of those things. Like in life, it's like I did my first plane flight wasn't until like I was 23. It's just I never flew because it was one of the things. If, if something happened, you know, I'd rather have control of my life. But right. Mine is like, hey man, this is nothing. It's, it beats driving sometimes. It really does. So get you there I faster. Where you say you want that control. Right. I definitely think we need to get your voice out to some uh, younger high school kids and middle school kids because just from your poetry and view of the things I've seen on YouTube, yeah, I think there's definitely more people that need to hear your voice. I know you've got a story to tell, and uh, the world needs to hear it. Thank you. I would love to uh, be able to speak to you know the younger generation. I would love to be able to do that and, and let them know that it's okay to be you you know, um, that they are enough um, to push through fear and, desi and desire more for their life. Um, and just, you know, to break the chain of anything that, that's deemed a hindrance in their life. And like right. I said, just to know that they are enough, just as they are. Right. I agree. We've all been kids before, and we've all had <laughs> to overcome certain things. So if we can have other individuals along with us. Here's an interesting yeah. question. What it's needed. Why? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I said it's needed. <laughs> yes. 
definitely agree. I got an interesting question. What would you consider to be your why? What always like motivates you, drives you, inspires you? Um My why would be God. Um because you know without him none of this that I'm doing would be possible. Um he has given me a wonderful gift and I intend to use it to the best of my ability. Um without him I wouldn't be on the phone with you right now. <laughs> um um you know I'm able I'm able to be a great friend and a good mother um daughter sister so you know God he uh he allows all of this for me and you know I'm so thankful um that I'm able just to be here and um hopefully be able to inspire others to just live an authentic and transparent life All right nothing is wrong with that I think that is a very good point as we get ready to wrap up here. First, I want to say I want to thank you again for your time here. I've enjoyed uh, everything I've heard. I've enjoyed hearing a piece of your poetry and just learning more about you. And uh, the unspoken, A Better Life from Lessons Learned. Since the first book was published uh, just a few months ago in May of 2015, when can we expect to see the second book? Um, well, I am still working um on writing my second book. Um and still working on ideas. You know, um I don't I don't um start writing a book with a particular idea in mind. The idea comes from me actually writing. So um throughout this process I'm I'm still writing and, and you know, coming up with a few ideas of what my next book um will be about. Um so I can't give you a hard answer, but um I'm still writing and hopefully okay. it'll come soon. <laughs> it's in it's it's in work. It's in work. Okay. And uh I know you gave out your website information earlier, but off the top of your head, do you know about your next speaking event that's coming up soon? Um my next speaking event is um, I have a, a event, a small poetry group that I am um, doing at the end of August. So I'm going to go talk to a um, small group about my book and um, sign some books for them. So it's towards the end of August, and it's through I think it's through Softer Side Seminars. I happen to find it here on August the 27th from 6 to 7.30. Yes. Small poetry group. Right. Uh, You know what? I also am participating in an open mic poetry reading on August 18th um, with the City of Asylum. Okay. All right. And since I'm on it, just give your your website information one more time. Okay. Reach out and schedule you as a speaker. Okay, my website information is um, Danelle D Biggs, and that's D E N E L E D B I G G S dot com. 
Well, Danelle, I want to say thank you so much for taking some time today to spend and let people know about you and learn about you and hear that voice that is within. Um, continued success in your writing and singing and uh, speaking as well and all that you do. Enjoy your time with your daughter and your family. And uh, keep being the authentic you so we can keep learning more about you because you have a powerful voice and story to share. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. You have a good day, and I'll be in touch shortly. Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email Tom at TomTooTall.com for details.